Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, good early evening, good day, whatever we want to say. Most importantly, let's say Merry Christmas to everyone. It is Monday, December the 25th, 2023. It is currently 5.54 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central Studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And if you hear laughing and music and yelling in the background, everything is okay inside the studio, but right underneath my window, the neighborhood kids have gathered together to enjoy their Christmas day. So they're down there having a great time. If it if, if you hear it, great. If you don't, don't. I just want you at least, if you hear something, you're like, what is going on? You know what is happening. It got loud a little while ago, but the last thing I want to do is go out there and yell at them, telling them to move away. No, just I want them to enjoy their Christmas day. But while they're enjoying their Christmas day, well, I thought we would take a little bit of time and, well, have a kind of Christmas Day devotional thought, and hopefully this will be beneficial and helpful, not only to you, but to me, to try to take a little bit of time from this day and put the focus on that which is spiritual, that which is you know, of the kingdom of God. Do my best to do that, because it's hard to believe. I don't know about you. I mean, it's fast approaching 6 p.m. here in West Texas. Before we know it, it's over. Christmas Day turns into the day after Christmas. It, it, it fast approaching, it just it's here and then it's over. It's gone. So, um, I, and another Christmas enters the history book. So, I don't know. For, I don't know how the whole December has went for you. If it went by quickly, but it did for me as well. So, let's see what we can do with it. We can't worry about what was. We can't go back and grab it reclaim it, do anything else with it. It's over. So we can just, and we can't do anything about tomorrow. It's not here yet. So let's just grab the time that we have, which is right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to mention some concepts, some things, some words, and I want you to really think about how maybe you would define these concepts. Like if you, if you heard someone talking about these things, you would, how would you define all of these things? It'll make sense. If someone told you about a, they had a, they had to take this long trip. They had to take this long trip. Would you see that as something fun or exciting? And be like, oh well, you know, yeah, travel is not always the most fun thing. The destination may be fun, but the long travel isn't fun. And then they tell you, well, the reason we had to take this long trip, we had to travel this long distance, is because, well, because of taxes, we had to go somewhere to pay taxes. You'd probably be like, oh, that doesn't sound fun. Oh, and then our, our relationship was really shaky and there, we were possibly basically going to break up. In fact, there, there was going to be a possible divorce. Well, that doesn't sound good. Oh, and there, there could be scandal and there's lots of rumors and gossip about what's going on. When you look at all of that, you wouldn't be thinking of something. You wouldn't describe it in terms like spiritual, holy, godly, supernatural, heavenly, you would probably look at it as very normal, earthly. Or here's the word I want you to write down. The word I want you to write down is mundane. Mundane. M-U-N-D-A-N-E, mundane. Now, mundane is, uh, there's two definitions. One is common or ordinary. 
Mundane is the, is the common. It's the ordinary. It's your daily life, which is just common. It's ordinary. You get up, you go to work, you pay your bills, you pay your taxes, you may, you may travel, just all those normal things you do. Now, sometimes it may be fun and exciting, but every, it's just, it's very, of this earth. It's just common. It's ordinary. Maybe you'll do something extraordinary, but most of your life, you're just doing very ordinary, common types of things. But but mundane also has another definition, at least in some dictionaries. And one dictionary, I found this definition. Relating to this world on earth. Mundane relates to this world on earth as contrasted with heavenly or with heaven. So when we think of the mundane, we're talking about that thing which relates to this world on this earth as contrasted with things that are heavenly or spiritual. I know there's two other words sometimes used for to, to find mundane. Worldly, earthly. The mundane is the worldly. It's the earthly. It's the common. It's the everyday. It's not supernatural, spiritual. It's the everyday. And when I think about Christmas and Christmas Day, well, when we think about the Christmas story, we have a story that's very much made up and, and with two concepts, right? We very much have the mundane, but we also have this very extraordinary and supernatural. We have an angel showing up and making an announcement to a virgin that she's going to conceive and bear a son because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon her. And the son that she's going to have is not only going to be the son of the Most High, he's also going to be the son of David. So you've got this supernatural element in the story and we focus on the supernatural. We become, we're like, oh, that's awesome. Supernatural, God, angels, revelation, miracles. Yet we, we can get really into that. And I think a lot of Christians, a lot of Christianity tries to define itself by the supernatural, by the extraordinary, by the, that which defies the natural. And they really want that experience. And I, and I sadly, well, I know so because it's happened time and time again. They claim that they're experiencing that. They claim that that's happening. And then a little bit of investigating and you find out, no, there really, really wasn't a divine healing. And no, someone wasn't actually raised from the dead. And you find out that a lot of their stories are just absolutely made up. And I think they make it up because they're tired of the mundane. They don't want the ordinary. They want the extraordinary. They want something supernatural. They want in those times where the Bible have these extraordinary events. That's what they want. They want the parting of the Red Sea. They want the plagues coming down from heaven. They want supernatural deliverance from their enemies. They want healings. They want demons to be thrown out. They, they want that. They crave for that because they loathe the mundane. They're tired of it. They want something else. And I think many people look to Christianity for that supernatural. But we often forget that in the Christmas story, yeah, you have an angel, you have a virgin, you have, you have all of these things, but there's very much a mundane aspect to it. It's Christmas Day. This is the day we celebrate the birth of Christ. How, more, how much more mundane could that have looked to anyone walking by? Here's a family They've traveled a great distance. There's no room for them. So they end up in the manger and they end up there because there's no room for them. And and they're there simply to pay taxes. It's all very mundane. In fact, you may have walked by and not even given it a second thought or a second look. There's a, there's a, a, a woman holding her newborn baby. Well, 
That's not the most extraordinary thing. How many babies are born every year? You may say, oh, it's beautiful and all that, but it's still very mundane. It's common. There's a woman, a baby crying. Them maybe struggling. There at least at some point, you know, there was at least some kind of struggle because there was, a, there was you know, someone would thought, thought about putting away Mary because there was some struggle. The mundane was very much present. You had a long travel. You had all of this. You have some some things happening politically within society. You got you got all you got groups. You got political issues. You got all of these very mundane things occurring. But the divine is present. It is there. So when I think on this twenty twenty three Christmas Day, I think in our that we maybe maybe we should try to. Embrace this idea of the divine work in the mundane. That divinity, spirituality, this this extraordinary divine work happens sometimes within the mundane that we don't see. And sometimes the divine work happens in the mundane. And sometimes even that mundane may look ugly and it may look disturbing and we don't get it and we don't understand it. But even in the midst of its, its messiness, because the mundane, everyday, earthly life, I don't care if it's the church, outside the church, Christian home, non-Christian home, it's made up with struggles and difficulties and financial issues and, and problems and, and relationships and division, division and fighting and, 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 and problems with, with love and, and whatever the issues may be. They're all very much present. They're all there. Now we always want to believe, and I think we sell Christianity as, hey, you come to Christ and dun, 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 you leave the mundane behind and you enter into this supernatural existence and everything is, wow, you've got this and this and this. And and we paint this picture. And I think we try to pretend that that's the way it is. And then we find out that it's just very mundane. But in that mundane, something supernatural can be happening. Something that we can't even perceive. We can only perceive it by faith. See, by faith, you see a woman holding a baby but you, no, I'm sorry, let me state that again. By just looking at it through your normal fleshly, earthly eyes, you see a woman holding a baby. Looking at it by faith, you see a woman holding her creator. Just your physical eyes, you see a woman holding a baby and you're like, okay, all right, no big deal. But by faith, you understand that was a virgin who brought forth a son. You understand that that child is the eternal son of God. It looks mundane, but within that mundane, there's the divine. And he's going to grow up and and then, well, one day he's going to hang on the cross from just your earthly physical eyes. You're going to see the mundane killing of someone who's been accused of a crime by crucifixion in Rome. I mean, two other people were being crucified at the same time. It was nothing extraordinary. It was ordinary. The ordinary punishment of someone convicted uh, who was accused of a crime, whether you believe the court system was right or not right. Like we could, but, but even that would be just the normal mundane life of court systems and political powers and people maneuvering and manipulating to get what they want. All of that's the mundane. But in all of that, you would see someone hanging there on a cross, dying, blood flowing from their body. And guess what? Something divine was occurring, but it was under the mundane, in the mundane. You 
Yes, I wish in some cases, I wish Christianity was the escape of the mundane, right? That every day was just like this biblical spiritual adventure, but it's life. And here I am walking, living every day. And guess what? I'm a human being with a sinful nature and I sin. I struggle with doubt. I struggle with this. I struggle with that. My life has its ups. It has its downs. It has its good days. It has its bad days. It can have days of depression, discouragement, loneliness, isolation, all the emotions. But somehow in the midst of that, Maybe the divine is occurring and we just don't see it. Now, why I'm having these thoughts is, as you know, for, for we've already started. We started on the first Sunday of Advent. And as moving forward, we're going to be following in 2024 the liturgical calendar and the historical lectionary. Now, we're not going to be doing it in the typical way. We're just, we're utilizing basically the lectionary and, and you know, throughout church history, they say, this is what this season is. We'll talk about its history and, and talk about it that way. We're not necessarily, you know, following a liturgy per se, but we're utilizing this because it's always fun. Because when you have, when you look to the lectionary, you don't get to choose the passage. The passage is chosen for you. And then I'm left to be like, what do we do with this? Like we struggle with it. And then we get to do that together. So it kind of fits like our Bible study exercise concepts and we we can use it for the Bible pop quiz. So I think it's going to be a fun 2024 trying to make the most of that. So I was today, it's it's Christmas day. I was looking at the lectionary and and when I looked at the lectionary, because it's Christmas day, there's like a morning lectionary, there's like an afternoon, there's like an evening, depending on which lectionary you're looking at. But I looked at one and I saw that the Psalm for, I think it's this evening, with Psalm 98. Now, I know Psalm 98 may very much have, a, obviously, a historical context. Maybe there's a prophetic aspect. We could, we could do a little bit of work on the historical, prophetic nature of it. But because it was the psalm selected for Christmas Day, Christmas Day evening, it kind of impacted me a little bit differently because it started making me think, okay, Christmas Day. A woman, a man, traveled because of taxes. No room for an inn. That relationship was already, the, the, he almost got rid of her, right? The, then she's having a baby There's and there's just a baby. Like right now, you know, there, she would just be there holding the baby. The baby would be crying. It would be look like the most mundane thing ever. But we know something extraordinary, something beyond our even comprehension occurred, but we wouldn't necessarily see it. So I, I, I started thinking of that when I read these words of Psalm 98. The book of Psalms, Psalm 98. The heading is make a joyful noise. Okay. All right. It's a day of celebration. It's Christmas day. We celebrate that the divine there, but the divine happened within the mundane. Here's, here's the, the, the text. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gotten him the victory. Now, yes, historically, sometimes when Israel would talk about that, they would be talking about something very tangible, God gaining victory over an enemy. But just remember how God is going to work in that incarnation of Jesus Christ. He's going, in a sense, to 
He's going to do marvelous things. He's going to, uh, he's going to gain a victory over sin, death, and the devil, but it's going to be done in a very mundane, earthly way. He's going to, he's going to be, uh, he's going to grow as a baby. He's going to live his life as a man, true God, true man, but he's going to get hungry. He's going to get tired. He's going to deal with all the, the, he's going to be tempted in all points as we are. Now, something divine is going to be occurring because he's going to be without sin, but there, he's, it's all going to happen. And then he's ultimately going to be crucified, died, buried, but then something supernatural will happen. He will raise the third day, but that victory is going to be gained. That, that supernatural is going to be happening in the mundane. And it's going to be so mundane that most people are not even going to perceive it or see it. And when the people are given a choice, Jesus or someone else, they're going to choose the other person. But there's going to be a victory gain. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Now we could look specifically at maybe what this is referring to prophetically, but in a roundabout way, Christmas is a story of God making known his salvation because God sent forth his son, second person of the Trinity. One God, three distinct persons, co-equal, co-eternal. The eternal son of God comes to, he enters time, space, this life. Now, it's made known. The problem is many did not perceive it or see it because they just saw the mundane. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Now we know he came to save his people from their sins, specifically referring to Israel in the, in the context, fulfilling those covenant promises, right? We could get into a long discussion about that. But once again, he, something divine is happening, but it's happening within the mundane, under the mundane, in the mundane. And then it says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth, make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the voice of the psalm, with the trumpets and the, and the sound of the cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the king. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof and the world that they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For, for he cometh to judge the earth with righteousness. Shall he judge the world and the people with equity? Now, yes, he, that's almost pointing in some ways towards the second coming, but there's a part there that, that this psalm, according to the lectionary, is to be, it's, you know, it's a responsive type psalm to be, you know, chanted and respond, read and, 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 and response given for today, because today something extraordinary happened. Something miraculous has happened. God has entered our time, space, earth, Life took upon human flesh, but it's all done in a way that just you, you would just like, it's, what are you talking about? Nothing is happening. Nothing is going on. There's nothing to see here. Move on. There's nothing extraordinary. 90%, 99% of the people at that time did not realize it, did not see it, did not understand it. And then when Jesus presents himself, they still do not get it. And they missed it because they see the mundane. What I want us to see, not only on this Christmas day, 2023, before we know it, it's going to be 2024. And guess what 2024 will be? It will be filled up with days. It, it, well, let's say it this way. It, it will be filled with seconds, minutes, hours, days, and months of the mundane. Life is going to go on and you're going to experience highs and lows. 
relationship, great things with relationships, bad things with relationships, struggles, difficulty, sin, failure, victory. But it's all going to be the mundane. Now, I know we want to grab on. And I think sometimes we almost want to create the extraordinary. We want to create. And I I think many churches try to create that idea. And I think that's somehow what the charismatic movement tries to do. They so desperately want to escape the mundane. They almost create this fantasy world of the extraordinary because they want to escape it. But maybe the divinity is meant to work within the mundane. Now, obviously, there are times the divinity and the divine and the heavenly breaks forth in the mundane and demonstrated itself. We see that in the Bible many times, you know, and many times it does. But that clearly was not the norm. If that was the norm, then the supernatural would just be called the natural. It's, it's the exception. What we have to learn to do is to see that in the mundane, in the daily, just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to borrow from a very old commercial, very much dating myself, time to make the donuts. It is in that mundane that the divine is really working and we may not even see it or understand it. We may get frustrated with it. We may like, what are you doing? Could you do something? And I'm tapping my wrist like I'm hitting my watch, even though I don't wear a watch. Come, Like, come on, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? What's, come, can you do something? But maybe the divine is at work in the mundane and we just can't perceive it. And maybe we have to learn to see it by faith. Psalm 98 says to celebrate. To, to rejoice. Now, I understand there's a historical setting, but the lectionary puts it with all the readings for today. Again, I sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. He did marvelous things, very marvelous things. The incarnation of the eternal son of God, that's a marvelous thing. Uh, uh, his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. Well, Christ came to gain the victory over sin, over death, over the devil, but it's going to be done in the most mundane way possible. He could have done it in an extraordinary way, but he did not. He came. He lived. Why did he live? To obey the law, which you cannot obey, saved or unsaved. You cannot keep it. He kept it perfectly because by faith in him, that perfect obedience and righteousness is accredited to my account. It's imputed to my account, but people don't see that, right? Because it's imputed righteousness. People can't see an imputed righteousness because it's imputed. That, that, that right there defies, some people don't like that. Some people, again, the idea that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature, old things are passed away, all things are become new. Over, the, the church always wants to look at that and try to make it something extraordinary. Like, it, we, we're going to see that. But we know practically, it's not true practically, because if we were a new creature and the old was gone, the sinful nature would be eradicated. It's not eradicated. So how do we understand that? We understand that that is what we are in Christ. In Christ, I'm a new creature. The old is gone. All is new. That is true positionally. That is true because of an imputed righteousness accredited to my account. But practically, what will people see? They see the earthly. They see the mundane. They see a struggle, ups and downs and failures and sins and and doubts and lust and all the different things that are present, which has been present in the church for 2,000 years. But in that mundane, the divine is at work. In that sinner, God is at work. We may not be able to perceive it, 
because the divine works in the mundane. God is accomplishing his work. And he will take that sinner that he saved by grace alone, through faith alone, apart from works, by an imputed righteousness, not an infused righteousness, unless you want to return to Roman Catholicism, an imputed righteousness. And that sinner who looks like a sinner, who falls, who looks weak, who looks defeated over and over and over and over, will one day then be conformed to the image of Christ perfectly in glorification. So God, so Christ showed up to gain that victory, but it's going to happen in the mundane. The Lord hath made known his salvation and his righteousness hath he openly showed at the sight of the heathen. Again, we could talk about the, the prophetic and historical setting here, but using it on for this day, there, there it was. There was, there was, God had come to earth in the flesh. In the beginning was the word, the word with God, that was with God and was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, tabernacled among us, tabernacled on this earth. Yet people should be able to perceive it and see it, see that salvation. They may have seen it. They didn't perceive it. They saw it with their physical eyes and saw a baby, saw scandal. Wait, wait, wait. How did she get pregnant? Wait, I heard there was, yeah. So, yeah, what is going on here? They weren't, they weren't even officially married. They were only betrothed to one another. And then she gets pregnant. That had been scandal, gossip, rumor. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth towards the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And we could get into a big discussion about that verse, right? I mean, we know throughout church history, there was much struggle on this subject, right? Throughout church history, what did the church do? We look, they looked around and like, there is no Israel. 70 AD, they were wiped off the face of the earth, temple destroyed. Okay, they're done. They're done. The mundane, what do we see in the mundane? No Israel, no temple, they're gone. All right, well, God made these promises with them. Okay, well, what do we do? Well, those promises were never made with the nation. They were made always with spiritual Israel. Spiritual Israel is basically the church. So those were the promises were always, and those promises about land and this and that, they were never meant to be physical, about physical realities. They're about spiritual realities and they become us. And so we have to somehow find a way to make it work because in the mundane, we can't see how it will work. And then others came along and said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think God made those promises to Israel. And you say, but where? look at Israel now. Wait, I mean, what's going? Maybe God is at work in the mundane. And at some point, the mundane will give way and the divine and the spiritual reality will show up. See, when we see the mundane, we begin to question things. The mundane can be an enemy to one's faith because we... We don't like the mundane. So I think sometimes what we have a tendency to do is then interject ourselves to try to trend, to try to find the divine, the extraordinary, maybe where it's really not yet there. And sometimes we may make things up, which again, I think is what the charismatic movement has done. It comes along and wants the extraordinary every day. Make all these claims and then any invest, how many investigations have there been? No, that person wasn't healed. You claim that person healed. They died three months later. You claim this. They, that, didn't happen, that didn't happen. 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 I told you before that I witnessed this early, early, early. I mean, I was, I, I don't even think I'd been saved 
I don't even think it's been six months. It may have been three months, four months, five months. And my pastor takes me to a concert. I think it was on the campus of Hardin-Simmons University in Abilene, Texas. I believe the second chapter of Acts was the name of the group. I believe it was. Don't quote me on that. That was a long time ago. And at the beginning, there were people with the band and people related to the band who were talking to people in the crowd, asking them questions. So are you struggling with anything today? Have you been sick? And writing it down. Well, then later in the concert, they stood on stage as if they were getting a word of knowledge from God. (laughs) See, someone is here with this. I'm like, you know, someone is here with this because you were asking questions at the beginning. Like the whole thing was so fraudulent. It wasn't even funny. They would try to create this idea of something extraordinary, something supernatural happening when it was the mundane. You were, you were, you were, no, we shouldn't do that. We don't have to destroy the mundane to create a fake extraordinary we, we sit back and by faith see that God is at work in the mundane, even if we don't understand it. And sometimes we may never understand it. One of the most powerful things to me in the book of Job is that he never gets an answer. He asks a lot of questions, then boom, God hits him with a bunch of questions. Then Job's like, realize, never mind, never mind, I'm just going to shut up. He's never, it's never given an explanation to him what was going on, why it had to happen. He just suffered, 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 never given an explanation. But see, in that mundane suffering and that, that, that mundane conversations he's having with his friends and they're back and forth, there was something supernatural happening that was not known and was not perceived. Christmas Day is about in the mundane of a couple. Who, who, you know, there, was almost a, uh, there was almost a breakup there, right? Someone putting the other way, a bill of divorcement, all of that. There was taxes. There was travel. There was a birth. There was no room in the end. All of this very mundane thing and the most mundane things, the things that we would just complain about, the things we'd be like, oh, why is this happening? What is going on? Something extraordinary was happening and we don't necessarily perceive it. I don't think this is about us running around trying to find God at work in the mundane. I remember... I don't remember the name of the ministry. This is when I was attending Grace University in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, the the campus radio station, they were doing this thing, and I, it was like a four-week, six-week, eight-week kind of study. And one of the things you had to do was go on a God hunt. And they're supposed to teach you the discipline of daily going on a God hunt, and you're supposed to hunt every day to see God at work, to find God at work, right? Because the idea is that God's always at work, but we miss it. And so I, I, I really like that concept because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look. But then I think at times we start trying to make things maybe into something that they're not. I think the, re- the, the, the thing is, it's not so much a God hunt. I think it's to realize I don't have to hunt for God at work. He's at work. My job is to accept by faith that in the mundane days days of my life and your life, just whatever you're doing, I don't know I don't know what 2024 is going to look like. I can tell you there's going to be good, there's going to be bad, there's going to be tragedy, there's going to be sadness, there's going to be victory, there's going to be sin, there's going to be failure, there's going to be major relationship upheavals. You're going to do good, you're going to do bad. But in the midst of all of the mundane, by faith, you know God is at work. I may not understand it may never truly understand it. I may even question it. I may even challenge it. 
And that was the problem with many in the New Testament. They saw the, they saw in some cases, some resemblance of the extraordinary because sometimes Jesus would step out and break through the mundane, but they kept having problems with the mundane, right? Okay. You can do the extraordinary, do the extraordinary, go, 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 go more, more extraordinary, more, make more food, heal more people, go. go. And, and, oh, here he comes. He's coming into Jerusalem here. And he's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, what is he doing? What is he doing? Why is he going to the temple with a whip and telling us to get out? What is going? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't like that. Wait, wait, I don't, we don't like that. And, and next thing you know, he starts talking about, unless you, you know, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, what is he talking about? And then next thing you know, they're kind of like, ah, this, we thought he was marching in to take over, do the extraordinary. Next thing you know, he's arrested. And then all of a sudden they're not like, Hey, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They're like, crucify, crucify, crucify. Done with this. This is not what we wanted. We wanted the extraordinary. We sometimes miss the divine because we're looking for the extraordinary and the divine sometimes is at work in the mundane and you can't get much more mundane. Christmas day, even our Christmas celebrations, we try to make them extravagant. We try to make them big. We like pageants. We like decorations. We like lights. We like it all big. Right? And depending on your church, it may it, each year it may get bigger and more extraordinary. We want it all. We want this magic. But maybe at like this year in the church of nativity in Bethlehem, I don't know if you've seen pictures of it. Absolutely. It's just extraordinary. It's like a ghost town because of the situation and Gaza with Israel, obviously in, in Bethlehem, many Palestinian controlled area, they, they canceled all of the celebrations and the decorations. And it was just like you could hear a pin drop. All the pageantry was gone. The spectacle was gone. Now there were some prayers given, but it was pretty much empty. Very mundane. War is going on. People have died. Suffering is happening. That's beyond, that's not only just mundane, that is earthly, and that's the tragedy and pain of earth. But in all of that, somehow we know God is at work, even though it doesn't make sense. And really, that's how the first Christmas occurred, right? I mean, we wouldn't have called it Christmas, obviously. We can call it the incarnation, incarnation day, if you want to use it that way. But there's just a woman, no room, having a baby in a manger. Got political issues at hand because someone's going to get worried that a king has been born and he's going to start killing babies. To, like it's hor- It even happens in the midst of a horrible reality, does it not? You got religious upheaval, upheaval, religious division, political division. And in the midst of that mundane, the most amazing miracle in the world happened. But it wasn't done in a spectacular way. It's done in a humble way. Maybe we should stop creating fake extraordinary, embrace the mundane, and believe that in the mundane, divinity is at work.
There's a Christmas Day devotional. Give you something to think about. Love to get your thoughts and feedback. You can email me at newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. If you're having a difficult day, if you find yourself lonely, depressed, because some people that happens to some people this time of year, send an email. If I need to, I can do more broadcasting tonight, late tonight. I can do a late night broadcast if necessary to just provide something to get our minds off that. But just remember it, even in your most difficult circumstance, I know it's hard to see. Look beyond the mundane and just realize something else is, there's something bigger at work. All right. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Christmas day, your incarnation day. Because in just a couple of hours, Christmas 2023, as far as the day is concerned, will be over. Then it'll be focused on ending the year and then 2024, which I still believe is going to be an absolute nightmare of a year. I'm praying that I'm wrong. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.